You're listening to The Unprofessional Entrepreneur, the podcast where small business owners learn to build their business unprofessionally. It's high time to stop stressing about having perfect content and a conventional way to market your business. I want you to embrace your unprofessional side and learn to succeed on your own terms. I'm your host, Feli, a feel-good marketing mentor and the owner of a content repurposing agency, FDVA. Tune in each Thursday when new episodes air and let's build your business unprofessionally. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I feel like we got off to an unprofessional start. So we are like really just keeping up with this vibe. <laughs> just everything breaking while we're trying. But um, I am Aria Lighty and I am a visibility strategist. Um, I also call myself a brand explosion strategist. And I just help disruptive creatives and visionaries and really rebellious brands get visible as fuck and show the fuck up in the world so that they can really be out in the world doing them thing. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know what happened this morning for me, this evening for you. Technology was not on our side. Neither of our microphones were working. Zencaster wasn't working. We've switched to zoom. It's going to happen this episode. It's going to be great. And I know it, there was just some hiccups to start. <laughs> but what I love about like everything you talk about working with the disruptors, like the the community you've built is you don't focus on like social media when you talk about showing the fuck up. It's it's a lot of PR, like podcasts and like guest speaking and media features. And I love that. So my first thought question is like, were you always big in networking and like big in community space or is this like a skill that you've developed as you built businesses? Um, I have been mastering the art of networking. So I do call myself the networking queen. Um, I've been mastering the art of networking for almost 20 years now. I started when I was uh, very young and in the corporate world as an executive recruiter. And then I've really had intentional networking as that kind of key and that that thing that ties everything together, right? Like even with the visibility strategy, everything begins and ends with intentional networking. So that is like where I focus. So even when I am on social media, even when I'm teaching my clients about how to utilize social media, I'm really using it as like a networking tool, right? And even when we're talking about getting really amazing podcast interviews or press features, again, it's really coming from this network that you've created. And when I say intentional networking is is building and nurturing, that's an important part. Mm-hmm long-term mutually beneficial relationships. And when you can base everything from that networking angle, then everything just flows with ease. You don't have to chase opportunities. You don't have to chase clients because you built this power referral network that is like handing these different opportunities to you, right? Like just today, you're like, I think, you know, somebody that would fit this. (laughs) And I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Like that is what I love. (laughs) People send me DMs or they're like, I know you have somebody for this. And I'm like, I sure do. So for the people in the back, what do you mean when you say (laughs) creating mutually beneficial long-term relationships? Uh, Yes. 
I think that a lot of people have this misconception. Most people have this misconception about what networking is. They picture those like dude bro events where everybody's doing like outdated elevator pitches and all of that. And they're in this competition to make sure that they're just talking about their businesses and, you know, throwing business cards in everybody's faces. And instead of like looking at this networking as a it's a long game, right? So like not everybody that you're connecting with is going to be somebody that is going to buy from you right away, right? Like that shouldn't mm-hmm. even be who you're networking with in the first place. We're not networking with our ideal clients. That's where marketing comes in. Networking is connecting with our ideal people, like the people that we want to collaborate with, the people that we share like common culture and missions and, you know, the things that are very important to us. Those are the types of people that we want to be getting into rooms with. And building, again, mutually beneficial relationships where it's not like I'm only out here to see who you can refer me to or, you know, what's the next thing that you're going to buy from me or whatever. I'm constantly nurturing those relationships to make sure that I'm like pouring into them, that I'm providing resources to them, that I'm providing opportunities like that that opportunity that you sent me today, like I sent it to like probably 20 women. And I was like, this is perfect for you, right? Like you need to apply to this. And that's really what it's all about is like making sure that we're continuously nurturing it. Right. But then also that we're, we're not looking at it as like, what can you do for me right now? You know, and am I showing up for you in the way that I want you to show up for me? I love that like this one sentence you said in the middle there was like you're not you're not networking with your ideal clients that's for marketing because when I started this business like 2019 2020 like I feel like the period where I made it (laughs) if you could see my finger (laughs) quotes was like 90% due to networking and somewhere along the way I just stopped and it was this year that I was like wait like I used to go to coffee chats I used to be in like the the networking group calls and like doing different things to meet different people but also like making sure that everybody I followed wasn't doing the same thing as me so that I could learn from different industries and like talk to people who have same desires but different businesses or same passions but different life tracks you know and it's like when you surround yourself with a bunch of people doing the same thing as you you get stuck in this like bubble and it's very very sad (laughs) yeah yeah it is and the networking traditional networking spaces aren't the only place to Mm -hmm. um network right like so you had asked like, oh, it's networking <laughs> always been like a thing. I actually founded a group and ran it for a decade and was the CEO for a decade, but I sold it last year, but it was a networking space and we grew to 10,000 members nationwide. And we were hosting um, 30 in-person events nationwide per month um, with different leaders that were kind of using my framework for how to throw a really good networking event. So even though I have hosted or produced a thousand networking events in my time, Mm -hmm. I'll still say that those traditional networking spaces are not typically 
it's not the only ones and they're often not the best places to be networking. Like anything can be a networking opportunity. And so when people hear it, like, it's not like, now I have to go to this coffee chat or I have to go into this zoom. Like you and I have been networking, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, mm-hmm. that was networking um, and continuing to like build on that relationship and bring more people to you and mention your name for different opportunities that I've heard out in the, the marketplace, you know? So it doesn't have to be this, big crazy thing you know that's like exhausting us like networking is in everything that we do yeah and like the structured events because it doesn't have to be the the Facebook group or the zoom room or the (laughs) call in your town with the 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 meeting in the town with all the people doing the same thing right like you said what we've been doing is networking and what we've been doing is sending gifts back and forth in the Instagram DMs so what other (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> forms of networking or of, of activities do you consider networking like just to give people examples oh I've like not worked at a casino I've not worked at a baby shower like I cannot work at the pool like <laughs> I make connections everywhere but um the first thing to think about like going back to that ideal people profile I think mm-hmm. that we're we're so trained to figure out that avatar for like our ideal client. But when we're thinking about networking, again, we're going back to that ideal people. So think about what attracts you to the people that you want around, right? Like what types of people do you want in your network? What is really important to them? How do they move? What are they passionate about? And when you're really like tapped into that mentality of what they're into, then now you'll know what rooms they're in, right? So it's like, if somebody is answering that question and they're like, oh, I really want them to be like spiritual or religious, like you're going to be more likely to meet somebody at like a Bible study mm-hmm. than what at a networking event, right? Like I'm going to meet my people at like a full moon circle <laughs> doing chains <laughs> <laughs> around a fire and stuff like that. Like, you know, gay nightclubs, like art events, boutique openings, like that kind of stuff, because I know that those are the rooms that are important to my people. So that's where they're going to be. And when I, since I'm not going into the situation with a marketing hat on, and I'm not going there to be like, I'm a visibility strategist, like hire me. And it's just about building those relationships. Then I can go in, actively listen, find out what people are doing, what makes them tick, like the types of stuff that they're into. And I'm constantly listening to be like, Ooh, who can I tap them into? Who can I introduce them to? You know, how can I support their business? How can I go, you know, like follow all their links while I'm still talking to them. And that's like the approach that I take into every room that I'm walking into. Yeah. And I think it's that approach of entering the room as, as a person and not as a business. (laughs) That makes a huge difference because that's where you were saying like the bro marketer is the one with the business cards in your faces. It's very like, like where you like your name tag would say your business and not even like who you are. And yes. that's not how you're going to build actual relationships at the end of the day. Um, but like, Oh, what was I going to ask? I had a thought um, that Nope, it's gone. (laughs) I will say that when we do lead with what we do, right? Like Mm -hmm. when we have, when we're only, again, that's marketing, when we're talking about just the business and what it does, um, and there's a time and place for that. But if we're leading with what we do, then people kind of go blank, right? Because if they don't need that, 
right then and there we're human. So our brains just kind of start shutting off or we're not really listening because we're like, Oh, I don't need that. Like I already have one or whatever. Right. That's why it's important to not create the relationships based on like what season or project or business you're doing right now. Like I have Mm -hmm. pivoted. I've had brick and mortars. I've been a stylist. I've been an executive recruiter. I've been, you know, the founder of the mob nation, which was the networking group. And I've been able to carry my network through, right? So the people that I've met in corporate, if I'd only made those relationships for that corporate job, then when I left, the relationship just would have been with the company, not with me, right? But when I went to go become a stylist, then now I still have this network where it's like, oh yeah, my cousin's a photographer or whatever, right? Or like 10 years later, when I'm still connected with them, now they have a business and are looking for a business networking group to join and they became members of mine. But if I was only focusing on like, okay, right now you're in HR and I'm a recruiter and that's how this relationship is like, you know, forming, mm-hmm. then again, like we're, all we're doing is just marketing the different positions for our companies instead of like bringing our network through every pivot, every change and making them be like, whatever it is that you do, I'm going with you, right? Like I'm in, I'm buying it. I'm talking about it. Yes. And this is like the power of the personal brand versus like only building your business brand. Like people are coming to you for you, no matter what you're selling or what you're doing at that moment. And so, like you said, they carry with you through all the pivots. And I just think that makes it so much more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) because you have so many people in your world it's not just the same people running the same thing as you yeah and you have no idea where people are going to end up or who Mm -hmm. they know or how they're going to show up for you right like there's been a lot of people where it's like I didn't think that a connection that I made was like going to necessarily benefit my business you know like I didn't view it that way and that's not why I started the the relationship or that's not why I gave them the referral or the connection or whatever and then all of a sudden five years later they're in a completely different position completely Mm -hmm. different you know opportunity and then it's like it comes back around and I'm like oh shit I never would have had that if I wouldn't have taken you know that few seconds to nurture this relationship five years ago and make sure that I'm, you know, showing up for them in that way without expecting anything in return. But man, like crazy opportunities have come to me because it's like, oh my God, you helped me this one time. And, you know, or you did this for me and now I'm able to show up for you and I'm excited about it. Like, heck yeah, I'll make the intro or, you know. Yeah. And I think it's like, an important lesson for people who are just entering networking or like trying to get more comfortable with it is to not assign like dollar signs or like value worth to the people that you're meeting because you have no idea who they know, what they're doing behind the scenes or like where they could end up and like how that relationship can transcend. Yes, absolutely. People used to join my old group all the time because they would hear about like, oh my gosh, you join and then you'll get all this business because mm-hmm. people are so excited to support you. And then they would come and just treat everybody like dollar signs or have all this like entitlement of like, oh, well, I joined. So now you guys should be, you know, spending all your money with me. And it's like, oh, well, well. <laughs> we've actually built this relationship yeah. um, here. So you kind of like, you know, tell us who you are. What's up? What do you like to do? Yeah, it's not like you're in this group, so I must invest in you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I wanted to ask for anyone that might be like introverted or even just like nervous about 
getting out there and talking to people, do you have any advice, tips for them to make it less intimidating to be, to be meeting all these new people? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, first, if a, a room that you're about to enter makes you feel like you need to put on a mask or like code switch or whatever in order to walk into it and feel comfortable, that's not the room for you. So like take a couple steps back and be like, where are my people? Because your people, yeah, you'll feel nerves like butterflies, but you shouldn't feel like unsafe to enter a space. Mm. And I think like being able to know the difference between that is really important. Um, and then also, again, you don't have to wear a mask. You just show up. I love when people are like, well, I'm shy. And I'm like, I am so introverted also. And I'm so socially awkward at times. And I can't tell you how many fucking amazing relationships that I made, especially in the beginning where I was like, just walked up to somebody that was also clearly like struggling with social anxiety. <laughs> yeah, and been like, I'm so, like this fucking sucks. Like this is hell. <laughs> What's up? What are we doing here? You know, or like, let's navigate this together. Like let's mm-hmm. go be awkward together or, you know, whatever. Like my friend is like, I remember when I met you, you were like, I'm sweating profusely. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I always have to like tell somebody just all of this social anxiety shit I'm like going through when I like meet somebody new. But like, that's what builds the relationships, mm-hmm. right? Like there were so many people that met me and were like, well, you're my person. So let's, <laughs> let's be friends. Yeah. It's like literally breaking the ice. It's like, no, like get as as real as possible in the moment people will instantly warm up to you (laughs) yeah I mean we know what it's like to navigate the world and navigate rooms where we're like is there anybody like me here Mm -hmm. and the more that you can just be like here I am messy as hell and (laughs) scared to be here also like that's where you're like shining that light down on you you're putting a spotlight on yourself to be like hello like you're magnetizing all of your people to you and you're like oh thank god it's not all these like stuffy you know people in this room like let's just get out of here and go have a drink instead (laughs) yeah 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 I'm all for that I'm like I will definitely be like okay like this isn't this isn't it so like how can we make it it (laughs) well I know that both of us love to use podcasts to get visible. I like to use media features. I see you like speaking in person or guest speaking a lot. I'm curious, how do you help your clients show up and get visible online um, beyond social media? Because I love that. I love an alternative way to market and I see you not focusing on social media. So what other avenues do you help your clients get visible? Um, well, first, I mean, I don't take a traditional PR route and Mm -hmm. typically like the clients that I work with, like a traditional PR model wouldn't work anyways. So we really figure out like what makes the client unique? Where are they like really shining? What's their zone of genius? Um, Where do they like to be? And then we kind of like create a really unique visibility strategy that can be anything from like collaborations, like I said, podcast interviews, going into different communities to do trainings, um, morning shows, like whatever it is that really is going to make sure that A, it's 
highlighting what they actually want to highlight that there's some clients that'll never go put on a morning show because they don't want to do it. Like <laughs> they'll just like <laughs> staring at the camera and like messing with their hands the whole time, but they feel very comfortable writing a guest blog for somebody's website. And that's the best way that they are like really shining. Right. Um, and also making sure that like, are your ideal clients even consuming information in this way? Like I, I see a lot of people that have worked with PR and they're like, well, I've been on this and this and this, and it's like top rated shows. Um, but I didn't get anything from it. I'm like, because your people aren't there. <laughs> yeah. People are listening to this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to put my, you know, disruptive people that are doing crazy things on a show that like all the viewers are just going to be like clutching their pearls the whole time that they're talking <laughs> or they're like they can't like be themselves, you know, or like, so I'm like, um, that's not where our people are like, we have to make sure that we're doing like the right types of pop-ups or collaborations or whatever with the right type of partners. I love that because I'm very much like not interested in getting on the massive entrepreneurial podcast, you know, like every time someone's like, oh, you should, someone sent me a message once about pitching Is it my first million that one, like the two guys talk. And I'm just like, I don't think that's my people. Like, as cool as it could be, it's no, 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 no. I don't want my show on that because I don't think I would like the people that would come from that. Do you know? Um, the only way that I would put you on a podcast like that is like if the plan was to piss the host <laughs> off so much that like it went viral for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that like start like attracting the people that were like, oh my God, yes, thank you. You finally like these guys in their place like it would have to be like a very solid strategy but it's like we used to be obsessed with vanity metrics mm-hmm. I guess still are vanity metrics on social media and now that's all this is is like in the PR game is like more vanity metrics like yes it's great that my website says as seen on today as seen on all these things right but like my people have mostly come from podcast episodes. I've gotten more return on investment to go speak to a community of like 15 people and had, you know, 10 out of 15 people join the program and been on a morning show where it's got thousands of hits online and not one person has come from it. Right. That's not just because a bunch of people are seeing it doesn't mean that it's, it's right for you. Yeah. And it's worth looking into like the, the level of of community of the relationship of the I guess the depth of the relationship that those hosts and those shows have with their community because then it could be if you're on like a top 100 podcast they have different people every single day you're just another name another face but if you're on a podcast that has guests very rarely and that that host is like okay I trust this person so I brought them on my show or I recommend this person their audience members, while it may be significantly smaller, they're way more likely to care about that host recommendation or like listen and check them out based on the host recommending them. Amen. Because just because people label you as an influencer does not mean you have any type of influence. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think we've all become influencers in some way for some type of thing but levels of influence vary greatly across the internet yes (laughs) do you have anything you want to add actually before I wrap this up 
don't think so. I don't even know what I said already. So <laughs> very <laughs> typical of a podcast. <laughs> too. Like, I hope we don't add it. In. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I said. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. That's how it goes. Then that's how you know you said something good because it wasn't like scripted, it just came out. Amen. Um, okay, so the question that I ask everyone to wrap up this show because it makes sense for this show is what makes you an unprofessional entrepreneur? Oh my God. Everything about me, like <laughs> everything about me is anti, I hate the fucking word professional. Actually the podcast that you're talking about is called fuck professional mm-hmm. and everybody needs to go listen to that afterwards. Like let's link that here, but it's yeah, professional. I looked it up for the podcast and it's like literally to be in a profession. So I'm like, okay, well that's everybody then but then all of a sudden all of these different freaking white dude bros decided to create like a different alternative meaning to it in order to gatekeep people that look like us and sound like us and move like us from being able to have success right like they're like this is what it looks like and only this if you don't put into this model and you're not tying your little cardigans around your shoulders and going to the golf you know like the no exactly that then you're not in the then you're not going to be professional or successful you can't get the corner office you can't you know do all of these different things so everything about me and I just continue to get more unprofessional the more that I just fall in love with who I am and accept myself and stop putting on a mask and showing up as like my queer brown like (laughs) neurodiverse freaking self and cussing and wearing whatever the hell I want to and putting big hoops in my ears and having tattoos and doing whatever the hell I want to I love that yeah yeah because what you look like has nothing to do with how good you are or like I yeah I'm very much not about like dressing up or (laughs) trying to try (laughs) with my appearance with my appearance I try with my work not my appearance I think it has nothing to do with my my quality of work but yeah I love that so I'm gonna definitely link the is it fuck professionalism fuck the word professional fuck professional fuck professional and fuck humble the top two episodes of the podcast of course (laughs) I also oh, yeah. agree with that. The word humble, so many, so many issues with that word. Um, but yeah, I will link that in the show notes. Can you tell the people where else they can find you, where else they should look for you? So I am on Instagram. I actually do spend quite a lot of time there, even though I'm not always like posting content, but I do use it as a networking tool. So it's just at Aria Lighty. Um, I'm on arialighty.com. And I also have a course called show the fuck up that really wraps up everything from like learning how to really master the art of intentional networking, how to get press, how to utilize social media as a social tool, how to, um, build up your attraction marketing, collaborations, all of that. So um, you can get that at arialighty.com slash show up. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming. And thank you for sticking through all of the tech glitches at the beginning. I think this turned out great. I loved it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I will see you on Instagram. (laughs) And to the people (laughs) listening, I will see you on the next episode. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Unprofessional Entrepreneur. Everything that we mentioned will be linked in the show notes, so be sure to check out our guests so that you can get to know them more and connect with them on your own. Of course, I always like to invite you, if you feel activated or called to, to check out my website, head to the agency or to one-on-one mentorship, whichever is calling your name, to see what I'm about, see how we can start working together. And if you have any questions, my DMs are always open on Instagram at Unprofessional Entrepreneur or at Felly Day. And as always, I like to remind you to stay unprofessional. Thank you.